Hello, and welcome to Deep Floor, the podcast that is neither. As always, I am Tom. And I am Pete. And today we are talking about Avatar Book 3, Episode 8, The Puppet Master. This one's fucking terrifying. Yes. This one is a... Mm, it's one of my favorites. As oh, you know, her. I am a big fan of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, more classic horror, which I think this kind of um, takes um, inspiration from. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's a huge tone shift for the series. Yes! Or I should say departure, because it's not like everything else follows this tone. It's kind of a one-off. But it's I, feel like, I feel like this is more psychological horror. Oh, for Which sure. is absolutely my shit. Mm-hmm. I'm so down with it. There's so much to discuss. Let's dive right in. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're probably going to be jumping all over the place just because of how this one is structured around reveals and we're not going to want to wait to discuss those. Yeah. But it does open with ghost stories, which is cool because that's like normal camping shit. Mm -hmm. I assume I've never enjoyed camping. I wasn't one of those kind of people. Eh. I, I, I went camping once and... I'm not I'm not big on camping either, to be honest. I've just had enough mosquitoes for a lifetime, is, oh. is all. Like and, and sleeping in weird barns with owls and What? Uh yeah, I went to this camp and it was that we went out and the, Wait, hang on, hang on, they made you sleep in a barn? So okay. Wait, what? So I was in third grade. Okay. And we go to my my parents signed me up for this like overnight camp, which is like, okay, cool. I was a little young for it. Well, kids age at different rates, I guess, whatever. I wasn't ready for like being apart from my family for a week, especially with the great outdoors, but whatever it's you normal, like, Oh, there's cabins and there's like groups of four campers and whatever. But one of the nights, apparently this was advertised and I didn't know about it until the day of they had the kids walk a couple miles, like into the wilderness through fields and like to this, like fucking like rotting barn where we like set up sleeping bags and shit that does not seem safe and i mean i'm sure it wasn't rotting it looked rotting to me i was like fucking eight years old and sassy about everything (laughs) and like i i mean (laughs) like they didn't have any food to eat that wasn't like gross to me the picky eater so i just starved the whole time and it was, there was just eaten alive by mosquitoes and there were night noises. It was bad. That, that entire week, actually, I just was constantly daydreaming about getting superpowers so I could fly home. Damn. Yeah, I was not, not quite literally not a happy camper. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know that ghost stories are a thing that normal kids enjoy at camp, but it seems normal. Okay, and well, I used to go camping every summer, and uh, yeah, ghost stories are a normal thing. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of nice to have them be doing ghost stories, and I like that we open on one that, like, Sokka's overacting, and everyone's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that feels very real, too. Like, here's this great story, and it's like, oh, okay, was there a point? <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, but then Katara's like, well, I have one, and hers is actually kind of chilling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the voice she does for the ghost is a little silly, but... You I mean, know. it is, but, like, the story itself is kind of creepy. Yeah, and, I mean, shit, this is a world of, like, magic and spirits and stuff, so it's actually pretty plausible that, that yeah. Nini could have... I mean, when she said... Her mom said it was... The, the, the girl was pale blue. Right? Yeah, maybe she's in the spirit world. I mean, could Katara's mom see spirits? Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe she was just made of ice, or ugh, who knows? There's so many possibilities. Yeah. I, I like that we don't get any definitive answers on that. God, but like her being like, oh, I can't get warm. Like, yeah. that's scary shit. That's some, yeah, that's some spooky shit from, for ghosts. Just try, oh God, trying to get warm forever and never being warm. That's actually, that's like eternal torment. Yeah. Also, just dying from the cold sounds like it would suck. Yes. Yes, it would. Um, oh, and one thing about that that was kind of cool is, like, as soon as she mentioned that she heard it from mom, her mom, Sokka, like, straightened up. Like, yeah. Full, like, fully yeah, at attention. Yeah, she remembers 
their mother more than Sokka does. And he just, I don't know, it's just nice to see that, like, you know, okay, pretense gone, like, this is important, shut up, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just nice to see him kind of take something seriously for once. Um, That's not a schedule. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... And then, of course, right as they get to, like, the scariest part of the stories, Toph hears people screaming under the mountain. Yeah. Which, like, when you don't know, is kind of like, what the f- Like, okay, she's gotta be messing with them, Like, right? okay, Toph. Chill out a little bit. And it's just like, what? What? And then the, st- the screams abruptly stop. Ugh. And then Hama shows up. Yeah. Like, right at that moment. It's just like... It, oh, it's timed so perfectly because it it's, is. it's absolutely that horror thing of like, oh, what's this mystery? And before you can even start investigating it, something comes up and interrupts mm-hmm. you. I love it. Oof. Oh, and Ahm invites them to her inn, and it's actually quite a lovely little inn. Yeah. It's, they, it's, they they set it up to be like, oh, there's this is a sweet old lady. Yeah, well, they keep swerving, right? It's yeah. just like, oh, this creepy old lady in the woods. Oh, come back to my inn. You must be t- t- cold and confused and tired and your kid's in the woods. Come back. Oh, she's so nice. And then she's creepy. But then it's you find out why she's creepy. But then she's actually... It's yeah! Like, There's, oh, God, she's so cool. It's And it, it's uh, a testament to the writing, I think, that it doesn't get tiresome. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, and then she's gonna secretly be a monster or whatever. Yeah. No, like, you, you're you're in it for every reveal. That's cool. Um, and then, of course, I, I think it's still, is it still the, the night that they're out there? It's like, people have been disappearing in the woods. It's oh, like, yeah. Okay, go to bed. Like, <laughs> night-night. What? And it, it's just Ooh. very, uh, no, you know what? They they mentioned that um, it's the next morning when they're shopping that they mm-hmm. find out about the people disappearing. But it's just kind of like, it, oh, it was also like kind of overheard. Like, oh, yeah, the villagers dialogue. were really jumpy. And, and that I think the way of kind of naturally bringing the problem to their attention, because, you know, we're so used to mm-hmm. like the village headman comes to the avatar and says, I have a quest for you. Yeah. Can't do that when you're in hiding, but. No. Just having them be like, ah, shit, yeah, can't go get those ash bananas because, for one thing... Ash bananas? The fuck is an ash banana? Yikes. Maybe it's a type of volcano, or uh, banana only grown in volcanic ash? Be kind of cool. Or maybe it just tastes like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But, uh... Fire Nation food sounds like it sucks. Yeah. Um... But yeah, just them kind of overhearing it, being like, "Oh shit, we got a problem now." Okay, mm-hmm. cool. There's we have a plot. Um, and Katara encourages Hama to take advantage of the old man who has a crush on her. Yeah, uh, those two get along immediately. And she's just kind of like, "Oh my god, Katara, that's amazing." <laughs> she was <laughs> like, like, "You would have me use my feminine wiles on that poor old man." I like the way you think, girl. She's like, "Hell yeah, let's do yeah. it." And, you know, I, I, I like that Katara, it's a bummer the way it turns out, because Katara really is bonding with her. They mm-hmm. do have an immediate connection. And, you know, I mean, definitely the Water Tribe thing, is, I think, is a big part of that. But mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just having a positive older female influence in her life. Because although, like, she's never, yeah, since her mom died, the only older woman in her life has been her grandma. Grand. Yeah. Like, yeah, she didn't really get that much time in the Northern Water Tribe. No. She spent half of that just kicking her new granddad's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Osaka suggests that uh, this might be, like, spirit world shenanigans. It sounds like it, to it be does. fair. Like, oh, it does. full moon, all this shit, hell yeah. There's a mystery, and it sounds very spirit worldy. Oh, one of the guys says he can't lose another delivery boy in the woods. Oof. Like, uh... <laughs> boy. <laughs> How many of you lost, my dude? Like... <laughs> just Yikes. The way, I don't know, just something about how flipping he is about, like, I can't lose... Like, like it's a bad yeah. business deal, not... <laughs> you know, delivery oh. boys don't grow on trees. You know how much I have to pay to get them every time? Oh, my God. And pay off the families of the missing kids. Jesus Christ, it's got dark. And so they, and she's like, "Oh, I got to do errands or whatever," and they go oh, home. Oh, head on back. 
And Sokka's just like not having it. He's just like, no, she's freaking, she's weird and she's hiding something. Mm-hmm. What, what about her even made him suspect in the first place? Is it just, oh, it's because of her weird line, mysterious town for mysterious, mysterious children. children. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, but you guys are weird as shit. Yeah, they're weird. They're like, camping in the woods. They're children without like supervision. Like, yeah, that's weird. And they're like, the with the blind girl and the large animal and the like the you look sus as hell i'm sorry they're they're suspicious they stand out they do even in their disguises oh we should be lucky that the runaway hasn't fucking that yeah spread to this town because that'd be a problem going forward um and then you know Sokka runs around kicking to get them all in trouble yeah they're like no stop kicking what Sorry, I was just thinking that vine. <laughs> Zach, stop. You're going to get us in trouble. Zach, stop. <laughs> but no, Zach, uh, Sokka goes and snoops. Oh, oh, and they find, like, the creepy um, marionettes. Yeah. It's a bit on the nose. Yeah, a little bit. Puppet master. But I mean, like, Whatever. hey. It's, if, marionettes are creepy. I'm sorry. If you're going to devote your life to being creepy, you might as well go all the way, I guess. I would. Yeah, no, I I would absolutely lean into it if I was a creepy old lady. Yeah. So they find the one locked door. How do you pick a lock with a sword? I I don't know. He just kind of does it, and it's like, what? And then is immediately like, oh, this box is locked. And Toph's like, don't worry, I got it. Which, okay, good use of the metal bending yeah. uh, fucking thing, the, the meteor the, bracelet. Yeah. Like, that doesn't that really cool. come up enough. In my opinion, well, it comes up probably just as much as they could, yeah, feasibly considering how late it was introduced. But um, you know, that it's cool. It's just sort of like, why didn't you just have her do that for both locks? Yeah. Oh, um, and then Hama arrives behind them, and she she's just kind of like, "I'll tell you what's in the box." Yeah. Scares the shit out of them. Which of course on brand, right? Yeah. It's she's always appearing mm-hmm. right when it's inconvenient, and it's a comb. From the Water Tribe. It's a blue comb. Like. Shit. The color blue exists. We'd all forgotten about it. Right. Everything here is either red, gold, or green. (laughs) Damn, we find out she is from the Water Tribe. And she knows that they're, you know, Water Tribe too. Yeah, because she overheard their their ghost stories. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of an interesting detail. Uh, I do really like, though, that the, the treasure is a comb. Because even despite everything else we find out about Hama going forward, like, that grounds her character in a way Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not some literal treasure or it's not like a betrothal necklace like guitars that we already know about. It's, it's just, just a comb, but like, that's the only thing she has left of home. And that's, that's really, uh, I don't know that that's sweet. That's a, that's a good, good little detail. Um, and, you know, of course, the implication being that combs are nothing like this in the Fire Nation, too. Yeah. That's just to keep it hidden away. Mm-hmm. I like it. And Katara is all like, yeah, we have a connection. Sokka's like, yeah, well, you were fucking hiding stuff. I was right. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's more right than he knows. Yeah. Leave the room. Come on. Seriously. Um, um, oh, at dinner, she would, like, water bends the soup. Yes. Classic Katara move. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, you're a waterbender. And she's like, yep. And gives the, uh, tells the story about how, well, kind of like mentions like, oh yeah, she was stolen from home. Yeah. Well, we get the first half of her like little yeah. flashback here, which it's nice to get like a motivated flashback, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, I'm going to compare Avatar to a any number of other generic fantasy anime, right? Yeah. Where you get like, the flashback of the before time where it's just like narrated and it's just kind of an omniscient thing. Like, no, this is her personal history and that makes it feel grounded and not hokey. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a montage of these battles pretty much. And the the details with the ships and you just like, you see slowly the, the resistance whittling away and her face kind of falling. I love it that. It shows the ship. Yes. That was stuck there. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, shame that, uh, the costume department didn't get enough money to make it period accurate. What? Did you not catch that? No, I didn't. Uh, the soldiers look pretty much identical to the 
modern day soldiers where we know from the finale of season one that their uh, armor used to be a lot pointier oh my god and she's been gone for like 80 years oh my god it's like Uh, come on like this show is so good about that kind of attention to detail i was actually i did not catch that i was looking for it this time and i'm like holy shit they missed something Funny. Get with it, designers. No, I'm kidding. One thing That's... they did really well is the sound design. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and talk about the, that. just the little music cues. Every time something's just a little bit off, you get like kind of a um. I don't know what the instrument is, but it, it is very like reminiscent of um classic horror movies. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a string instrument. Yes, like sting. Yes, it, it's just it's very good, and it really sets the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, just every scene. Spectacular. I, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. I think they used a theremin during the part where Sokka was telling a bad story, too. Yeah. That, it's, very, it's very good. It's very Halloween USA. <laughs> it's perfect for him. Yes. Oh. Uh, and of course, when they press her for more details, like, oh my god, how did you escape... Oh, it's too painful a memory. Oh. And, like, the more, like, relevant question there is, why are you still here? Yeah. You escaped. And, you know, yeah. find out <laughs> that she didn't really ever escape in a way. Um, <laughs> just like, I'm sorry, it's just too painful to tell you yeah. how evil I am this early. Right? You have to wait at least another seven minutes. <laughs> She offers to teach Katara the uh, ways of the Southern Water Tribe. Which, hell yeah. And yeah. Katara has her like, oh my god, I can re- connect with my heritage? Yeah. What the fuck? This is amazing. I mean, what, god, what, she was the last waterbender yeah. of the Southern Water Tribe. Like, there were none left. She didn't have anyone to learn from. It's, yeah, it's just kind of a shame the way this goes because, like, yeah, she learned waterbending from the Northern Tribe, and she's the strongest ever, pretty much, right now. But yeah. th- there might be cultural, like, difference, you know, different yes. forms that they used, or, yes. like, associations, or who knows? Like, I mean, fuck, they have different animals in the North and South. Maybe they're based on different... It just... It, it's, it sucks for Katara to miss out on mm-hmm. this well of knowledge, because she's it's an evil old lady. Mm-hmm. But um, she's, like, as you can tell, she's excited. She has not been this excited in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, Katara's the kind of person that, like, any opportunity to learn, she jumps on that. I mean, yeah, she stole shit for it. <laughs> she challenged an entire patriarchal society structure oh, yeah, for it. yeah, she did. She... And won somehow. Yeah. Well, kind of won. Personal victory, not overall. Yeah. Didn't, didn't dismantle the patriarchy yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Did you have anything more before they're actually... No, 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 go for it. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, we we see them, like, going out and going to some secret place to practice, and uh, she mentions that basically, like, oh, bending your own sweat, that's a sign of a master. (laughs) Yeah. like, I mean, it is very clever and creative. It is. And that's that's good, but it's also, like, sweat bending is the ultimate technique. I like that that... um, kind of um foreshadowed what happens in this episode yeah yeah uh, the entire like oh last time on avatar thing was just like it a bunch of katara moments well not even just that like katara moments relating to yeah this technique yeah that's really cool yeah. um and i mean she does for the record it doesn't seem like any of this is southern tribe specific which missed opportunity but you only have so much time so we'll mm-hmm. pretend that they did some forms in the afternoon because yeah. they spent all day doing this uh but she does teach her about pulling water out of the air mm-hmm. which like yeah that makes sense that's that's fucking science that's amazing so that it may like that's a natural question like oh could they just water bend the air and i guess the answer is yes yeah um and then she goes like, yeah, you know, you need to take water from anywhere you can get it. You need to keep an open mind, Katara. And yeah. it, it's just kind of like, all right, come on. Like, could you be laying it on any more thick here? I mean, but it, I think it works, though. On a first watch, you don't 
you don't really catch it immediately. You're yeah. just kind of like, oh, it's a little weird, but eh. You might not make the connection until she starts going on about the full moon and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. But The scene where she pulled the water out of the flowers. Yeah. Oh, bef- that was cool. Before they even get to that, there's a quick scene where Aang establishes that, like, hey, this place is perfect. This is the nicest natural place in the entire Fire Nation. Yeah. What could any spirit be mad about? And, you know, so it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. You're right. That's weird. This has the mark of spirit bullshit, but it's clearly not. Um, Yeah. And there's kind of a good gag in there about Toph being like, oh, maybe the moon turned evil. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sokka gets all, like, pissy. Like, no, the moon is the nicest in the world. My girlfriend. She watches over us with compassion and lunar goodness, or something to that effect. I know the phrase "lunar goodness" oh, was in there. Oh, Zaka! I was just like, "Oh man, still got feels for the ex." Oh. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, like so. When yeah, and then after that, they do the the. the... Sorry, the flower thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of spaced for a second. It's okay. Um, and. This is one of my favorite scenes in the episode because... Oh, sorry. I'm doing a lot of talking. No, you go for it. Okay. This is one of my favorite scenes in the episode because uh, she starts right away with... This is one of my favorite things about living in the Fire Nation. It's these flowers, fire lilies, and they only bloom for a few weeks. Just like perfect, natural, like little tiny element of world building. What type of flowers are there here? Like, that's that's good shit uh-huh. without being, like, turning to the camera and being like, the fire lilies were an export of the... Like, no, fuck. It, she's just like, yeah, this is great. And it works naturally in the conversation. And then when she draws the water from them, Katara's like, oh, wow, that's cool, but... I mean, kind of su- like I mean, shame about the fire lilies, though. The the visual metaphor of this like scar in the land could not be yeah. more clear because it's it's not just like they get withered; it turns like brown and black, mm-hmm. like they're like fucked up. And she's just like, they're just flowers. She just said this was her favorite part mm-hmm. of living here, but then she's just immediately like, yeah, but they're just flowers, like. What are your priorities here? But she also goes on to say, you know, when you're in a strange land, you have to do what you can to survive. Yeah. I wonder what her definition of survive is. Yeah. Like, she's not wrong. No. But her definition of survive is is a little more murdery than... Well, I mean, this is before we know, so we can kind of sympathize a little bit. Right, right, right. Like, but it, it... the, I think the the spooky music was here too. Where it was yes, just under there, like not. It's not like it wasn't right in your face. It was very subtle. It's not like the rain, 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 like psycho, no. like stinger, like it's just like the, the warning. This is a bad thing. But it was just kind of like, hmm, maybe pay mm-hmm. attention to this line. Yeah, double entendres and things. And you know, she's like, oh, I'll teach you the ultimate technique tonight on the full moon. And oh, yeah. Katara not making the connection because why would she at this point? Mm-hmm. Well, with the what about the moon monster? She's like, for too strong as shit, old lady. Well, they're not. Katara's not old. We're two master waterbenders. Like, what can what can fucking touch us? Yeah, especially on a full moon. It's like, yeah. I mean, no argue. You know, can't argue with that. But yeah. Katara does still look kind of like uncomfortable. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, she doesn't know that <laughs> Hama's confidence is from her being the moon monster. Yep. Um, oh, they talked to um, the Aang gang. Go and talk to old man Ding. Yes. It's and, a funny little NPC aside. Yeah, I like him a lot. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like just four lines of dialogue. I know, but he's just, re- they're really funny lines of dialogue. He's like, why does everyone call me old? I'm not old. Well, I'm young at heart. Yeah. Like, oh, I he love can't even you. Lift up a small wooden plank by himself. Oh, I love him so much. Just the idea that like someone was nearly eaten or yeah. whatever, like he thinks was going to happen, and so he's boarding up his house so he can't be possessed again. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so at this point, it's like okay, there's definitely some bullshit afloat, right? If you, uh-huh. if if you're not getting it by this point, then the next scene kind of just like oh, okay, here's the here's the thing. Yeah, here's the answer. She gets all veiny. Oh, it was really gross. There's like a lot of like, you know that like kind of 
cartoonish like muscle tightening sound effect yeah it's just like, oh Ooh. god it gave me chills but in a good way yeah and you know her her freaking her mouth with like the kind of teeth imprints on the lips uh-huh. that always kind of makes her look like a grinning skull just like uh-huh. turned up to 11 here it's really good really good scary old lady design mm-hmm. because she can just by changing her facial expression flip between like oh she's a little unsettling but in kind of like a regular old person way to like get the fuck out yeah Oof. oh yeah when she's all veiny she says i've never felt more alive and like uh. her eyes are all like out of focus and it's just like oh <laughs> what did we get ourselves into yeah oh and and Sokka and Toph mm-hmm. go under the mountain. And find the screaming people. They find the screaming people and they find out that it's Hama. It's like Pretty it's... much the same time that Katara finds out it's Hama. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah. I, I do like the sort of parallel stories there. I mean, Katara didn't even mean to investigate. She no. just found out and everyone else just... It's, I don't know, it's... It, it's very satisfying. It's, mm-hmm. it's a well-paced mystery. I've really watched it a hundred times. I probably have already. Um, over the years. Um, how did Hama get a metal door into the cave? Don't worry about it. She's old. Don't worry about it. Although I guess... I mean... Maybe she's she had... blood-bended somebody Ooh. to doing it. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe on a full moon she just used water to push the metal up the thing. No, and... no yeah, that would be... Yep. Blood-bended dude... To make his own damn prison. Oh, God. That's messed up. Yep. How how long has she been doing this? I don't know. They make it sound like it's a relatively recent phenomenon. Like, yeah. only the past, like, maybe year or two. Yeah. This has been happening, or at Ooh, least the past It makes me wonder, months. like, did anyone die under that mountain? I mean, for all we know, she changes towns every couple years, and has been doing this for... Fucking hell. Oof. Um, but oh yeah, so that at this point we get her the other half of her backstory, which is the uh the prison. Oh scene. yeah. And it was fucked up. The amount of attention to detail again with like, yeah, they piped in dry hot air to make mm-hmm. it so there was no moisture for us to bend and like tied us up to give us water. And it's like, damn, at that point just killed him. Uh, yeah. Like, that's kind of messed up. Just... Previous Fire Lord. Christ. Um, I mean, like, uh, not that I'm pro-death penalty or anything, I just, like, I don't see the use that the Fire Nation has for these prisoners, given how brutal they are. I gotta wonder, like, what happened to the people that didn't escape? Uh, what did they do with the waterbenders eventually? Well, I have to, so my thinking is one of two things. Either they all succumbed to just the general shitty treatment and died long before she got out. And she was the only one, like she kept herself going through spite because that seems to be all she runs on anymore. I feel that. Yeah. Maybe not to this degree though. I hope. Mm. I I was in her position. I'd probably run on spite like that too. Or alternatively, she got out herself, didn't bother breaking anyone else out. And they were probably all killed after the fact because, like, okay, well, we can't let that happen again. That's true. Shit. So either they're all dead because of her or not because of her. But I'm I, sure they're just I, dead. I imagine they're all dead. I mean, look how old she is. There's no way they survived prison for that long. Even yeah. Oh, God, that sucks. Fire Nation, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, using the rats as, like, like, test puppets. Yes. Each full moon. And she said she spent years developing the skill like just figuring out how to do it and katara learns it in five minutes katara is a waterbending beast although i i have to wonder how much of that it's just because like you know katara knew it was possible before trying and hama had to invent it herself that's true that's you know there's gonna be more trial and error there um plus you know she well, maybe she had an, the benefit of a master. We don't know how many waterbenders there were beforehand. But yeah, it's just... Oof. Um, 
it, just the idea of bloodbending and the mm-hmm. fact that they called it bloodbending just it feels <coughs> really dark for this setting. Yes. Right? Like, it, it's definitely, it's like metal as hell. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like surprised Nickelodeon signed off on this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that seems appropriate for kids. Bloodbending? Why not? Yeah. Using human bodies as meat puppets? Sure. Yeah. So needless to say, Katara is a bit apprehensive. She's like, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um... What the what? fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like, first question, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know... She's like, well, whatever. The Fire Nation tried to wipe us out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's a lot you can say about that, honestly. You know, is it... Obviously, it's not morally right to go after innocent civilians. But when we think of this in... Let's compare it to the way that Europeans treated the Native Americans, wiping them out. Do we as... um, you know, the white people, the descendants of those um, Europeans. Colonists. Colonists. Do we owe the natives something? I mean, yeah, obviously. Obviously. I wouldn't say that, like, <laughs> killing us is justified. I, I mean, you could argue the case for that, sure, but I yeah. feel like we, it would be more beneficial to come to some sort of, like other agreement of course I mean, i'm saying course, that because that would be my life on the line yeah. i've got a vested interest in staying alive but. we are two mostly white people yeah. um you know i could be like oh i have native roots but i'm not part of that culture so i don't really get to speak to it you yeah know? no i i'm fucking white as they come yeah half irish half every other type of european oh, jesus christ yeah. Well, like, and that that's the thing, though, like, even without going into, like, the full-on genocide angle, but the fact that, like, like just go and, like, they're at war, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who's at war? The military. The Fire Nation military and, like, upper nobles and stuff are the ones running this machine. Yeah. And these people are just, like, kind of living here. and The civilians have nothing to do with it. They're complicit in it, for sure. Is there probably a lot of water tribe-like casual bigotry in their people i'm sure i'm sure there is but it's like i'm not saying like we can excuse them for that but i am saying maybe don't murder them for it like unless you have a large uh, population of like retired soldiers but she's not going after people that have a military connection she's going after anyone at random yep just to like get her thirst for revenge and now we know why she never left the Fire Nation, is because when she got out, she didn't want to go home and, like, start a life. She thinks it's on her to win this war, or, like, she could have gone back and been Katara's teacher. Yeah. This whole tragedy need not have happened. She could have, honestly, passed on bloodbending in a much more positive light. Like, hey, this is your last resort if you're ever fucked, but no. Yeah. It was less important to her to be a waterbender and be, like, a you know, force for good than to just get her petty revenge on people that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest difference between her and Katara. I think that sort of, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I I think that sort of comes out in like, you know, when you choose to use bloodbending where your head is at, which we'll see later uh, in later episodes. But, um, like, yeah, these people didn't fucking... Ah, it's it's frustrating because, like, man, if you can bloodbend and you want to make a difference, why not just, oh, wait until the next full moon and then go, like, storm the palace or whatever? Yeah. She can clearly bloodbend multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. Just bend... Or sneak in, slowly bloodbend out the entire royal family, kill them off one by one. I'm just saying she had options. Like, you know, I'm not, like, endorsing regicide here, but... Well. But the point is that there's a lot of... She could have gone home. She could have actually made, like, an attack on people, like the military, but she didn't. She just stayed in this in this stinky little town running her in while tormenting the civilians there. Like, for shits. Just for that's, funsies. That's fucked up. And yeah. That, I mean, uh, d- decades in prison 
especially inhumane conditions like that, of course, is going to mess you up. So, like, mm-hmm. on the one hand, like, you know, who are we to judge? She's not, like, all there probably anymore in, in, in the, you know, she's been traumatized. But, yeah. you know, it, that's still, I mean, she's the villain for a reason. A part of me wants to sympathize with her. And then the other half of me is like, nah, fuck that old lady. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the mark of a good villain, right? <laughs> yes. You totally get where they're coming from, but it's just like, but I wouldn't do it that way, maybe. Yeah. Um, and she has a great uh, line here that I forgot to write down exactly, but it's just like, well, you should have learned the technique before turning against me. Yes. <laughs> she just bloodbend Katara away, like, oof. Yep. For a second. Only for a second. Did you want to? No, you go ahead. Okay. That's just... Um, and then, you know, because Katara's base power stat is way higher. Like, yeah, Hama has the experience, sure, but Katara is just way stronger. Katara, like, mentions it, too. She's like, my bending is more powerful than yours. Yeah. Like and she, it is. And, you know, both powered up by the moon. Cool. Now she can undo her blood bending and kick her ass. Katara is a fucking force of nature. I cannot say how much I love her enough. I mean, this is the first water fight since season one. Mm-hmm. Also, because you know, we haven't seen a single other water battle. Well, yeah. no, well, I guess we saw the Swamp Benders in season two, but they didn't like really ever fight with the water. No, not really. Um, the With the new added wrinkle of exploding trees. Yeah. It's like, it happens so fast you can almost miss it, but Hama is just like crushing trees mm-hmm. completely to throw the water at Katara. And, you know, of course crazy. she's just like, like get out of here that's nothing to me you know if she can beat master paku what is hama yeah um well not that we ever saw her beat master paku but she she'd go toe-to-toe with him yeah she could um oh yeah and of course the other guys show up yeah she's like "Ah." arrive and hama uses them uh to fight katara it's so fucked up. It's really it's fucked. So good. And like Katara has to like fight her brother. She has to fight her best friend. It's just like, and like they're fully conscious. They're like, I'm so sorry. Well, it's kind of funny because. Oh yeah. The way that this read to me, Hama's like, ha ha, don't hurt your friends, Katara. But like. She's just, like, dodging them and, like, kicking their ass and is fine with it. She's not like, oh, no, my friends. She's just kind of like, I know all their weaknesses. Fuck you. Well, she did, she did at one point in time say, sorry. <laughs> I think it was Sokka. No, it yeah. was Aang. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Aang is like, it's okay. Yeah. But it's like, she, it's still like, there's no hesitation. She's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, don't hurt my friends. Dang. I'll just pin them to the wall with ice. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but uh, Hama has a solution to that. She sends them at each other with Sokka's sword out, like... And that, like, I'm sorry, but the angle and everything... That looked like it was gonna fucking skewer Aang through the face. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that is not... No, you don't come back from that. That would... No No. more Avatar again. That That would've fucking killed him. For real this time. Yeah. Like, the fact that it even got as close as it did... Again, Nickelodeon signed off on this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't uh, imagine this coming on after Spongebob. <laughs> like, oh, those wacky hijinks with occasional adult humor, followed by, like, this grim, dark fantasy action show. Is this like, the Krusty Krab? Oh. No, this is Hama. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's And they got really close. They did. They it, did. And Katara stopped at the very last second... By bloodbending. Yeah. Hama. By bloodbending oh, Hama. Bl- yeah, bloodbending Hama. Ugh. Ugh. And, oh my god. Like, let's talk about, like, the manipulation here. Mm-hmm. Hama wanted her to do that. Of course. Of course. She wanted to pass on this technique, whether Katara wanted to learn it or not. Yeah. She really backed her into a corner there. Like, she's just kind of like, oh, well, you know it now. You're going to be cursed with this ability for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. I wish it was something that only came back one other time and then never again. But we know that's not the case. Yeah. I'll get to the grievances about that another time. But when you think about it, bloodbending, like, maybe 
could you use that for like medicinal purposes? I don't think so because it's not it's not like because you can already use water to heal, right? Yeah. The blood bending, it's just using them like puppets. But I'm just saying, like, oh, somebody has a sore shoulder. Could you like gently massage through through the blood? Yeah. Through like popping their vessels into place or something. I don't know. I feel like if anything, that would just cause internal bleeding. I'm just saying, like, if anyone could find a positive use for it, it's Katara. I think, like, thematically, the whole point is that this is evil waterbending. Yeah. Like, this is this does not come from a place of... Well, oh, I mean, okay, when you think about it, lightning bending, that's like, that's kind of like the blood bending of the Fire Nation. You know, that is their, like, ugh, super scary ultra thing, you know? I, I get what you're saying, but I, I think... That has, you know, other uses. Which I think is also stupid. Why? <laughs> because, okay... You're just anti-Legend of Korra. No, I'm not anti-Legend of Korra. I like a lot of the things that show does with Korra. And almost nothing that it does with everyone else. And like, okay. So I was going to save this for like later in the series. But I'm going to talk about it now. Whatever. So like lightning bending, the whole thing is you have to have like perfect calm to be able to do this, right? You need to be balanced inside and out to be able to separate this and, and do it. And... No one in this show ever lightning bends, um, other than when Iroh is demonstrating it for Zuko, that is not trying to murder someone. Azula is trying to kill people. Ozai is trying to kill people. Uh, Iroh, Zuko, and Aang all redirect lightning away from people harmlessly, even when they have a chance to kill with it. Um, Spoilers, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. You know, that's not spoiling that much, but because they are not about using that sort of power. Like, they want to win, but not through that sort of, like, I mean, it's called the cold-blooded fire, right? Yeah. It is, is, you know, purely murderous intent, unlike, you know, fire, which can be used for all these other things. You know, it's the fire of life and stuff. Um. And I, I, I feel like in that sense, yeah, bloodbending is similar because you can't use bloodbending for good. I feel like trying to find a way to use it for good is trying to, like, rules lawyer away of the whole point. I guess. it, it Like, this is, you don't, like, if you want to heal, there's so many things you can do with water. Maybe even, fuck, fire. Like, you could probably heal with fire, if, depending on the, you know, like, t- t- massage hot rocks. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, that, that's a thing, right? Yeah, that's, that could be shit. A water and fire bending day spa. Oh my god, you're brilliant! That would be cool. Nickelodeon, do you hear this? Yeah, come on. For your new Avatar show that you're working on, you can have that one for free. Just credit me. Yeah, <laughs> but no, hire it's, him. It's, it's just hire us, Nickelodeon. It's, it's just you know that sort of stuff's fun to think about. But I, I feel like bloodbending for any use other than either trying to kill someone because it, it, it's never from when again I uh, spoilers whatever you've already all seen the show when Katara uses it again later mm-hmm. it's not from a place of like I've really thought out this decision she's like in a blind fury she's hurting and so she wants to hurt and it it that's the exact same place that Hama was in when she invented it and used it to fucking kill people. Yeah. And I just, I, th- I think that, that having it be like just a cool power that's usable in any situation is just, it, it's a bummer and it, it defeats the part of what makes it so cool and, and feels so special, mm-hmm. which is why I think using lightning bending for powering factories is, it trivializes one of the coolest things also. Because if you yes. want lightning bending to be cool, don't use it to fucking power a factory. Use it to kill people. Okay. Sorry, I just... Anyway. I also don't let's think... Let's get back on subject, because I'm very tired and I want to go to sleep. Oh, uh, you opened this can of worms. I did, I did. And I really regret it now, because I'm actually falling asleep where I sit. Oh my god. Fine, I'll carry the rest of the podcast. Okay, cool. Good uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't literally go to sleep on me, no. I'm fucking exhausted. Okay, you just went off on like a ten minute tangent. Let's just it was end not it. ten minutes. Long enough. Okay. So 
yeah, the villagers, villagers arrive, take Hama away. Well, they say you're going to be locked away forever, which, mm, irony. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But she's like, my work here's done. Congratulations, Katara. You're a bloodbender. I, I think uh, that, that's so, and you know, she cries. She's crushed. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. That's how it fucking ends. I just, ugh. So, oh god, that's so, that's such an It's chilling. It really is. And we've had bummer endings before. Yeah. But very few of them left that kind of like, oh shit. It is a, it's a deep discomfort. And I, I, I think learning bloodbending itself is a type of trauma. Uh Uh-huh. I think that's probably something you, if you want to rules, add more rules to the show, sure, whatever. Maybe you can only bloodbend if you have experienced deep trauma. Like, that's, that seems appropriate. But, so there's, like, I have two final thoughts that Mm -hmm. we can wrap up. No, go for it. Um, so when the villagers say, you know, like, oh, we're going to lock you away forever. And that's just like that, oh, chef's kiss, beautiful irony. She doesn't even seem phased by it, right? And I think, like I said before, she never really escaped her prison cell. No. She she mentally is still in there, constantly planning, you know, the murder of her captors that aren't even her captors. She's just stuck in this loop forever. She's never grown beyond the person she was in that cell. And so going back to his cell, what's the difference? It, it's just like, yeah. I don't know, it, it, it seems really powerful about, like, the, the sort of without breaking that cycle of, you know, trauma. Because, I mean, fuck, yeah, she was traumatized, but she's traumatizing dozens of other people for shits. Like, cut it out. That doesn't give you a free pass. Um, The other final point I have that's a little less poetic than that, when she's like, ah, I'm a bloodbender, I'm an evil waterbender, and now that girl is too. You'd think the villagers would be like, hi, hey, before you guys go, we have some questions. You'd think. What the fuck are two waterbenders doing in this town? Where did you kids come? What's going on here? Maybe they're just like, what the fuck is a, water, a, a bloodbender? Like, okay, yeah. anyway, we gotta worry about this right now. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say, like, oh, man, they used the confusion of Hama's arrest to get the fuck out. I, yeah. Do you think they I took should. her stuff? Jesus. I, they'd be <laughs> stupid if they didn't. They'd be stupid if they didn't raid that house for food and supplies. I mean, yeah, like, Katara's cool with stealing in most cases anyway, so. <laughs> also, like, fuck that old lady. Yeah, like, she's not going to need this stuff. Yeah. Who, who's going to get it afterwards? Like, fucking by the time anyone comes around to see what's in the house. Yeah. It'll all be rotten, so you might as well take it with you. Might as well. Place I wish we got it. She just went shopping. If it wasn't for the perfectly uh, fitting, like, sad time ending, we should have gotten an epilogue scene where they're just tearing apart her house and fucking <laughs> more shit. Maybe they don't want to encourage stealing that much for kids. <laughs> Is this a fucking D&D campaign? Like, <laughs> shit. Fuck. <laughs> You defeated the evil witch. Okay, what did she have on her? I, you, you just the body's still warm. Yeah. So what's on her before anything disappears? <laughs> Is there anything cool in the room? <laughs> I want to roll an investigation check to see if I can find any cool loot. Jesus Christ! Uh, you found some of her leftovers. Cool. I take those. I would absolutely do a D and D podcast with you if it would be <laughs> a nightmare to edit. Yeah, that's this true. is already hard enough, and there's just two of us. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So uh, time to wrap this up. Any sure. shout outs this week? I actually don't have any this week. I probably will next week. But Okay. Um, I do, but I'll save it for next week because you're giving me a death glare. No, go for it. <laughs> I did not mean to. That was just resting bitch face. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing I can do about I that. I just checked out a relatively new... Uh, Switch game called Nosha. Oh, it's fucking great. We've been playing that together a little bit every night. Um, it's like... It's what, like Among Us. What if Among Us, but anime and single yeah. player? Yeah. It's like you, you're, you're in a loop trying to find the imposter, more or less. Um, and you're just going through these loops constantly. And like, But it, it, it's different than Among Us in that every time you learn a little bit more. And uh-huh. d- just like Among Us, sometimes you're the imposter and you need to try and trick these yes. people. And, 
there's like stats that influence their decision. It, it's it's genuinely hard. It's, yeah, it's pretty pretty freaking hard. It's it's the fun a- as hell, the AI is really smart. Yeah, that you have a lot to keep track of. There's like yeah up to fifteen crew members. There's always between five and fifteen, and at a certain point, you get to set your own difficulty. Thank God. But yeah, it, it's it. Uh, we were only like what maybe three hours in. Yeah, but. It's fascinating so far. It I really is. I think we've already got our money's worth out of it. Definitely. It's definitely like recommend. $25 on the eShop. It's Switch exclusive right now. But yeah, that's yeah. that's my only shout out right now. It's really good. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Good little good bedtime game to get me nice and riled up so I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, then. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Snesse for letting us use the track Unity from the EP Digression. You can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at deep underscore lore. B, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at queenbethyb. And... Do you have Instagram? I have an Instagram, and you can find me on Instagram at b.bethy. There you go. Brand synergy. I love it. I'm really tired. I know. I am on Twitter personally at PizzaDramon. Well, uh, as always, folks, you know what we say at the end of every episode subtext is for cowards. Okay. <laughs> I like that one. Good night. Good night. <laughs>